This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm Michaela Oakland. And we are so happy to welcome you here to our podcast and to our car and to our hearts, honestly. Yeah, we've been floating around some new names for people who listen to the podcast. <laughs> Actually, someone someone commented some good ideas, rider dies or backseat drivers. Not bad. What are we thinking? What are we what are we feeling? I feel like backseat drivers is a little bit derogatory. Like mm, it's got a true. negative connotation. I don't know. Right, maybe if someone gives us really rude comments, we can call them that. Like our <laughs> haters are backseat yeah, drivers. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a really fun episode for you guys this we week. We do. I'm thrilled to announce we're doing our first two-part sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about celebrity beauty brands this week. And then next week, we're talking about how controversy sells, baby. And, you know, they go together like... Soup and a spoon. <laughs> Which are two things, like, when I think of things going together, like, I really do think soup and spoons. Thank you. So I, I'm excited about this. Um, celebrity makeup brands, it's, mm-hmm. like, one of my niche interests. Like, I'm very interested in it. I think about it a lot. I'm lisping so much. Shout out kids that had to do speech in elementary school. Me. Speech therapy? <laughs> yeah. Did you? For I had what? A for your lisp? I had a lisp, Aww. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you still did. That's so mean of you to say. <laughs> it would be so cute. Ellie with a lisp. <laughs> what I was saying was that celebrity makeup brands are like a niche interest mm. of mine. And I'm really, really mm-hmm. excited because I have so many opinions and so many thoughts, feelings, um, and sort of like questions, comments, concerns that I'm, totally. I'm really excited to share those with you. But what's going on with you? What's new? Um. Yeah, not a ton is going on with me. Wait, what did I write down? Did something happen with me? Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I think I'm developing social anxiety for mm. the first time in my life. Ever? Like I've never been, well, I've never been extremely comfortable in social situations, except like after a few years in college when it was around the same people over and over again, I started to get more comfortable. However, I mostly have post-social anxiety where I stress out about all the little things I said. Mm. But recently I went to a gifting suite this weekend and when like the bellhop or I don't know, the valet driver came to the window and I went to hand him my keys. My hands were shaking. Like they were literally like physically shaking because I was so stressed about interacting, which has never happened to me. I don't know what's going on. I'm 26 years old. And this is the first time you've ever experienced anything like this? Yeah. I mean, except probably when I was on Vivance, I was jittery and stuff like that. That's so crazy. Wow. I'm so sorry that you experienced that. Maybe it was just like a one time weird moment. Maybe you had too much caffeine. Sometimes when I have too much caffeine, I'm like jittery shaky mm. like that. Like, Yeah. I'm going to have to test it out again and see if this is because I hope it's not a new thing. I've already had an enough. <laughs> it's okay. It's like, well, and I'll tell you this. I will, I will, I will let you in on a little secret, which is that like, I'm a ve- I obviously... Uh, I'm a very socially anxious person, mm-hmm. but I re- and I really got it under control for a really long time, and then it came back. Right, recently, that's been a new so recent that comeback. Is fucking 
annoying. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure it'll go away again because it went away the first time. If I can do it once, I can do it again. But like the fact that I'm mm-hmm. that I'm dealing with this again is fucking. It's annoying. Like, can you believe that we really do be con- constant works in progress? Like we have to keep working on ourselves. No, that is one of those crazy things. We we really are constant works in mm. progress. Fucking annoying mm-hmm. though. It's crazy how things like go in cycles, you know? Like I've overcome you. What do you mean? Like, well, what are and you this- <laughs> doing here? And it's like, who are you? I'm you but stronger. Like that's literally <laughs> that's literally what I'm dealing with. And I'm like, can you shut the fuck up? I don't even think you had the throwing up thing before. I did. I did. Oh, you did. Have- okay, that's real. We weren't really friends. I mean, it's been a long time. It was like junior, mm. senior year of college was I was wow. throwing up like uh, like three times a week. It was really bad. <laughs> it was like really like bad. before social situations? Yes. Or like after um, it would be like a random Tuesday and one of my friends wouldn't text me back for like two hours and I would decide that I had done something wrong and everybody hated me. And then I would go and okay. throw up. <laughs> Can I just say, justice for you, because you've said things like this on Twitter and people are like, oh, she's trying to be cute and quirky. Like, do you hate me? Ha ha. Does my friend hate me? And no, you were throwing up over this shit. This was real for you. This is is not me being like hashtag cute and quirky, which like Mm -hmm. I am hashtag cute and quirky. So like, sorry. But like, (laughs) no, I it's so funny. Like whenever I talk about mental illness on social media, there always has to be some asshole who's like, um, joking about mental health like this is the reason why people don't take it seriously or like you're like doing this for clout hashtag oh weird behavior some shit like that I'm like you don't understand I'm so <laughs> mentally ill like I know like I present so normal I mm, am ill yeah like I things are not right in here you know like I do my best but it's right. like de- <laughs> it's hashtag debilitating. So like maybe <laughs> shut your fucking mouth and let me talk about it the way that I want to talk about it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean your your weekend was much worse though. Your weekend was a little bit, dare I say, traumatizing. <laughs> traumatizing, just a little spooky. I at my parents' house. Um, I was dog sitting for a couple days. My parents are now back, so I don't have to watch the dog. By the way, I was getting up at 6.30 in the morning watching the sunrise because this fucking dog, I mean, I love her very much. She's the mm-hmm. only person I'd ever do this for, but she would like lick my feet and wake me up at five in the morning to go pee. And I was like, I, I love you. <laughs> okay, anyways. So I was like getting up at like 5.30 in the morning and going to bed at like nine o'clock. It was crazy. But um, on Friday night, there was like really crazy storms in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. If any of you are out here, it was like tornado warning and thunderstorms and 90 mile per hour winds. And it was like scary. And my power went out for like a whole night. And it was so spooky. It was just me and the Mm -hmm. dog alone in my parents' house. And I was like Ebenezer Scrooge shit with like candles (laughs) lit, like reading by candlelight. It was like, it was was scary. It's so much scarier when you're alone, too. Like, that just makes it a hundred times worse. But you know, one thing about me, I do doomsday prep, and I I wish that you had the items. I wish that you had the items my parents that I have in my list. have some stuff. They have water, mm-hmm. you know? They've got great flashlights and shit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're nowhere near as prepared as you are. You stayed away from the windows, right? Um, Yeah. Listen, listen, some of you never had to do tornado drills in school and it shows. (laughs) Did you ever do a tornado drill? I think in Colorado we did. I don't remember what we did in Massachusetts because I was baby. I don't remember what I did in in Texas. Mm. But I know that we went to like this big underground Mm. cement room in in Colorado. And I think that was for tornadoes. (laughs) Yeah, we had to line up in the hallways and like duck down with our hands over our heads. Mm. I don't know that. I mean, I think the tornado would still find us. But I believe so as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we did talk about the possibility of Trump getting arrested in I think last week's episode, was it? Yeah, because we thought that it was going to happen the next day right. and then it like didn't. It didn't. It has happened now. Or he got he's, indicted at least. He's been indicted. And if you're listening to this on Wednesday... It's possible that yesterday for you, tomorrow for us, Ooh, mm-hmm. we, we got like the perp walk and the right. mug shot. And these are things that are really important to me personally. Like, I <laughs> just think it's the funniest thing that could happen. Like mm-hmm. to paint 
To paint the picture for you guys of where we're at right now, Trump is on the plane. He's on the plane. Yeah. And that's when we're recording this episode. Yes. <laughs> so we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but I'll tell you, I will be watching Hassan all day tomorrow for the coverage. Because I'm very excited. Great. Um, you can let us know the top hits from what you what you find out. <laughs> I will. I will. Thank you for being so supportive of my hobby. I'm excited. I hope. I genuinely hope we get like a really good mugshot, like a real funny one. Like that's something yeah. like I really, you know, I'd not like. Hmm, how do I put this? I don't actually think anything is going to come of this. Like I would be very surprised if he like went to jail. Even you know, like I mm-hmm. would be. But I think it's worth it just just for this, just for the mugshot. Like, I want to see it so bad. I'm kind of concerned, though. I feel like people are going to take the mugshot as like a good, like a cool, like they're going to put it on T-shirts and like. Totally. I don't know, which yeah. I'm not excited for that angle mm. of it. But I don't, he, you know, it is a lot of counts. It's a lot of counts it's of bad a stuff. a lot of counts of bad stuff. At least 34 which I think is really crazy because we're not even supposed to know that. Like the way mm-hmm. that these things work, like it's a sealed indictment until he like presents at the court and the charges are read. So we're not like supposed to know that, which means somebody leaked what what the charges are or might be. And I'm wondering, what are we what do we not know yet? You know, or like yeah. is that even true or whatever? So we'll That's see. That's a good point. Um but yeah, no, I do I do actually have some some wellness goals for the spring i'm excited to hear them i'm excited to hear them okay well honestly so often because i'm home all day sometimes i'm just like and what if i don't what if i just (laughs) what if i wear pajamas all day or like i don't get ready or if i like go out i just put on like leggings and a sweatshirt i like don't put on makeup Mm -hmm. and like do that because i'm like whatever i don't really care but I feel like it might make me feel better to just like actually get ready for the day when I wake up, like wake up and like get mm. ready for the day. And then I'm like prepared and I can like go places and I don't have the excuse of being like, mm, I look gross, you know, like I can like oh, go Oh, that's places, such a good point, you know? actually, because I have been wearing my glasses every day for like months and then I'll put on my contacts one day and I'll want to leave the house and like go do my chores and stuff. This and is I recently. Yeah, no, it's like so simple. Like it could all be so simple, but you'd rather make it hard. (laughs) Always. When I want to do something, sometimes I'm like, I do want to do that thing. But in order to do that thing, I have to get ready to do that Mm -hmm. thing. And that's adding on time that I'm just like, I have the desire to do it now. In 30 minutes, I might not, you Mm -hmm. know. So if I get ready when I wake up in the morning, then it's like... Who knows what I could accomplish? Yeah. <laughs> I would even say like if you had cute, just cute, comfy clothes. Yes, and you, that I could you, wear out you transfer You transfer from your ugly pajamas to your cute, cute comfy clothes. Or a cute little workout situation. A little yeah, cute workout absolutely. top, you know. So I think that that is something I'm going to really try to do is try to like be cute. Wake up in the morning and be cute. Can I share one of mine? Yes. Okay, I would love to. So I waste a lot of my time and then I feel really bad about it. But one thing I realized is that I'm very into Korean dramas. So in order to make that less of a bad way of spending my time, I was like, what if I start learning the language and then I won't feel so bad about it? Oh my God, that's you know so smart. I'm, so now <laughs> I can be like, I'm going to spend six hours watching Netflix. However, I did memorize a few phrases while I did that. So it's okay. <laughs> you're learning and lifelong thank learning you. is very important to me thank personally. you so much <laughs> no I love that I love that I think my whole my whole life I've decided is gonna be about <laughs> like the laziest easiest way to also be productive mm. and like happy and healthy like what that's is the so real laziest way I can make my life a little better and I feel like that's the mm-hmm. way I'm gonna have to live my because you know what I do I go zero to 100 and it's really hard to stick to 100 if you've been doing zero like I'll be like yeah. okay well I want to start getting back into fitness so I'm gonna work out every day and I'm gonna start running mm-hmm. and like I get really like intense with it. I'm gonna only eat really healthy food and I'm gonna buy all these workout clothes and then after three days I'm like whoa <laughs> Well, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and then mm-hmm. I don't do it. And then I just stop doing it. And then I don't do it ever again. Like, why don't, why don't we just hang out at 60? Let's just hang out at 60. Even 45. 
is fine. What if we help? Yeah, what if we hung out at 45? What's the alternative? Zero? Zero? You know what I mean? You 45 know, be- ain't so bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because even 1% is better than zero, right? <gasps> One step wow. is better than staying still. So my real goal is to just be, just not be so everything or nothing you know like just be Mm -hmm. a little more like it's okay if i just do one thing you know right it's okay if my only workout was going on a very quick walk but like i'm gonna go on a little walk i'm gonna go on a little walk i don't have to go i don't have to go to the gym and do a whole class i don't but i did something yeah good for us the lazy girl's guide to being well Mm -hmm. i I should write a fucking book (laughs) <laughs> Let's make our various coffee table books at some point because I really I see this so as ideas. a career path for us. A coffee table coffee book table would go book hard. Empires. I really mm-hmm. could. No, the I have one that idea. you just said. Oh, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Well, nobody steal that. Yeah. Okay. I have another one, but don't mm. steal it. Is I want to go and take pictures of all the cool antique doors in the West Village that have like <gasps> antique door knockers and plaques and like fun colors and plants and like are really cool looking wow. and just call it Doors of the West Village. Would you not put that on your coffee table? That actually sounds genius. I know. That sounds genius, Ellie. I know. You, you have a genius, genius mind. For coffee table. You books. might want a photographer. You mm. might want a, like a, a, yeah, a really good photographer. That, I don't know that. I, but honestly, how hard could it be to take a picture of a door? It doesn't move, you know? Certainly. You could take pics first, see how you feel about it, and then <laughs> get a photographer to take a few and then be like, ooh, do I like this a lot more? You know? I could take the pictures and hire someone to like edit the pictures nicely. Oh, that does make a big difference. Yeah. That does make a big difference. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> My next business girl boss venture. <laughs> I'm glad we just worked that out. Um. Oh my god! By the way, I'm I'm fucking dealing with this stupid. I'll talk about this because remember, like a couple times ago, I was like, "Oh, we're doing dealing with this like PayPal thing," and like I don't know what's going on with the payments, and people are getting their money back, but they didn't. Oh yeah, for the candles. Yeah. So I don't really know what happened, and PayPal doesn't know what happened. I uh, PayPal. Everyone who paid through PayPal got an email being like, "Hey, we've refunded." your order but like they already got the candle and also we already got the money so i Mm -hmm. i literally like don't know and i i like talked to paypal on the phone and i swear to god i would say like here's what happened and then they would be like well that's not supposed to happen and i'd be like well i know that but do you want to tell me what happened (laughs) and what am i supposed to do and they'd be like let me grab my spirit for you i think i made it all the way up to like their fucking ceo like i was really like on the phone (laughs) Like two hours and every time they were just like, yeah, we don't know. So I don't know. People got some free candles, I think. And also, but we also got paid for it. Like I, I literally have no idea what's going on, but maybe it's none of my business. So the people are saying they did actually get the refund or did they just get the email saying they did? Now that's a good, that's a good question. They, I think they got it. They got the refund and they got the email because PayPal will just give you the, because in my account, it says canceled. Like the transactions say canceled, but we got like, the money had already gone through. Maybe this so. is a blessing from God to those who are your supporters. Yeah, maybe they were like, you know what? Free candles for the PayPal girlies. <laughs> maybe that was goddess Aphrodite or Persephone because you're worshiping them this month. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is time for our roadside attraction of the week. Oh, I love the ba ba ba. That's great. You should do that every time. Every time you like that. Ba ba ba. Ba ba I'm just gonna pull over and take a look at this. Do some pointing mm-hmm. and laughing, or perhaps pointing and thinking. Ooh, yeah, so, yeah. This one really is gonna put your thinker caps on. Let me tell you. <laughs> get those thinking caps on, and and start thinking. So here's here's what it is. It's an am I the asshole um, that was going around on Twitter? So you may have seen it. <clears throat> Hmm. Am I the asshole because I brought a bottle of ranch into a restaurant? <laughs> Off the bat, as a Midwest girl, no. Okay. <laughs> Last night, I went to dinner with Michael. Don't know who Michael is, but okay. It was our third date, and he took me to one of his favorite restaurants, a hole-in-the-wall Polish-Hungarian place. We ordered our food, and he ordered a sampler plate so I could try different things. There's very things I don't eat with ranch. I just like it, and it helps me. It helps make some things easier to eat, so I always have it with my meals. Fair. When we got our food, I asked for some ranch. The waiter said they didn't have any and offered to bring out some kind of sour cream and dill sauces. I tried them, and they just weren't the same. <laughs> I told Michael I'd be right back, took my wallet, and left the restaurant. 
<laughs> I had seen a convenience store close by when arriving, so I went, bought a bottle of ranch, and came back. Michael looked shocked but didn't say anything and ate his food. The food was great, and we got some conversation going when the waiter came over and said outside food wasn't allowed. I said dressing is an outside food, and they didn't have what I needed to enjoy my meal. I didn't want to ruin the evening, so I took it out to my car and returned. When we finished and left, Michael thanked me for coming out with him, but said it was really off-putting that I had to leave and go buy a bottle of dressing instead of just <laughs> going one meal without it. I told him I would wouldn't have had to do that if they had ranch or any dressings like a normal restaurant. He didn't walk me to my car or anything and just left. I went home and told my roommate about my date and his attitude and she asked me if I was being serious. She thinks I had bad etiquette and embarrassed Michael to the point he was probably going to stop talking to me. I don't think what I did was really all that bad. It was a condiment, not an entire meal from someplace. Was I wrong for what I did? Justice for this girl. Can I, I, can I was going to say I am a ranch girl apologist. I have done this. Really? I have, okay, not with ranch, but so there are some restaurants in LA where they have coffee, but they don't have vanilla. And so I bring some vanilla in my purse to the restaurant and sense. I'll take it out and they smile and they say, that's great. It's great that you've brought that. And you know what? In Italy, I brought around salt because they don't salt things in Italy. And I don't think that's weird. Ranch is maybe a it's a, a bit, bit more far. extreme. It's a bit more, but still. But would I say it's a bridge too far? No, I would not say no, that. No, also, can you imagine? I feel like if we actually did this on dates, they would probably laugh and say that's okay. Honestly, and, and here's like a point about dating that I think is very true, and I've said this a hundred times. The right person is going to be yeah. like, hell yeah, love that you bought your own bottle of ranch. Yeah. And, and, the right person is going to be like, Pass me the home, the bottle of ranch that you bought, you know? Exactly. That's such a good analogy for what we have been trying to tell these people. The, the, your soulmate will be Real. so proud of you. And, and they'll like, bring... Yes. They'll have ranch dressing for you because they're going to anticipate it. They're going to know you're going to want your ranch dressing. Exactly. There's some like nitpicky things I could get into with this where she was like... She said it was weird that the Polish restaurant didn't have ranch dressing, which I'm like, um, as a Polish-Hungarian girly, I will say, I uh, don't think they had ranch, sort of back in the shtetls, but um, uh, you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, I think that that was mm-hmm. sort of funny. But other than that, like, she's right. It's not a meal. It's a sauce. Like, if she had hot sauce in her bag, swag, mm-hmm. and she took it out and she put some hot sauce oh, on Oh, my roommate food, did that. People do my that roommate all the time. brought a thing of hot sauce everywhere. Yeah. You're, he's I don't just know. being a hater. Maybe he's not a ranch guy. Maybe he's not, you know, a lover of ranch. I am. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that she's like, I want to try new things, but I want to try it with a sauce I already know I like. Like, I. She's get compromising. That. She is. She's, she's trying to meet you halfway. She's like, I'd love to try this new thing, but I want to also make it comfortable for me. As somebody with food issues and eating issues, I get this. Mm. If something can make you feel Mm -hmm. more comfortable, especially on a date that's already scary and you might throw up if you're me, then yeah, hell yeah, bring the bottle of ranch. I have no problem with this. And I actually think people who are hating on it are are wrong. They're wrong. Yeah. Ranch dressing is her comfort blanket. And if (laughs) you aren't cool with that, you're being ableist, I would say. Wow. (laughs) Can I say that? I don't know. Can I say that? Me with my um, my toothpaste and toothbrush that I have in the pocket of my coat when I go on date. It's like an anxiety pet. And my Xanax. She could get her ranch. She could get her ranch. Um, she could fill in some paperwork and get it yes, as one her of her emotional anxiety support. ranch. Yeah, her emotional support ranch. She could dazzle mm-hmm. it, you know, and really make it her own. But look, I just I think that there's nothing wrong with this, and I think the right yep. person would love her for it. He's just yep. Michael. Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael's not your soulmate, girly. He's mm-hmm. not. We couldn't be more on the ranch girl's <laughs> side here. <laughs> I was actually surprised. I thought that you might be anti-ranch girl, but I'm really pleasantly surprised that you're not. <laughs> I thought you might be a little bit anti-ranch girl as well. I am a Midwestern mm-hmm. girly, and I would do this. I think it's one of those stories where when you first hear it, you're like, oh, that's a little odd. But then when you interrogate it a little bit more, you're like, you know what? She's doing her best. <laughs> She, and that's all we could ever ask from a person is to do their best. Mm-hmm. So yeah, today's roadside attraction is just a giant, the world's largest bottle of ranch dressing. And a girl putting it into her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ellie gave me a fantastic visual just now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
shall we move on? I think we should move on, actually, and get into the meat of the thing. We, you know, we had yeah. our condiment, and now it's time for our meat. Oh my God, you are amazing! You are on one tonight. You're really liking this today? You know what it is? Yeah. I haven't talked to anybody but the dog in like a week, so I think oh, that's I, like, <laughs> I like saved it all for this. Okay, all right. Well, then let's get on into our main topic of the day. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew, or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and you know your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. 
<laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It celebrity skincare and makeup brands, but mostly just I guess beauty brands, but mostly makeup brands. It turns out that's what you? we're talking about mostly. You sound like Peppa Pig. <laughs> what? Like your British accent gives Peppa Pig. I don't think I've ever heard Peppa Pig. Okay, can, can we make say- a running list? Can we make a running list of <laughs> so all of the weird things people say? I have a. I sound like transatlantic and peppa pig oh when you use the british accent okay can you be like mm. hello can you whistle hello can you whistle yeah you do you sound like peppa pig she obviously is a little kid like she's a little baby pig so oh my god i thought peppa pig was a man peppa i, I guess i guess i was so wrong no that's there's what, papa ooh. pig but she's um, peppa she's the little girl and she can't whistle wow and I'm an old hag. I don't know shit. Real. Anyways, um, let's so any so <laughs> so what is the first celebrity makeup brand you remember? Well, I was really into YouTubers like when I was mm. in college and a little younger. So I remember that Michelle Fawn I remember that Michelle Fawn, she was like the biggest YouTuber ever for a long time and she was one of the first um sort of proper beauty gurus like beauty youtubers mm-hmm. i mean this was a long time ago and she founded a makeup brand called m cosmetics and i remember i was really like oh my god i have to get this because i i loved her and so i really wanted mm-hmm. to buy her products uh and then i don't know that i ever did because i was young and my mom wouldn't buy them for me yeah yeah so technically the first one goes back to 1994 Iman had a oh. brand called Iman Cosmetics. Um, but this was back when like there was one maybe every 10 years or so. It really wasn't a huge thing. What they were doing was perfume brands. Oh, and that's probably yeah. what us as children are most familiar with. Yes. Like every celebrity being on a perfume bottle. Um, I don't know if they necessarily did the brand themselves as much as they do now like it was more so them being put on yeah they like took a photo and were like it me yeah Yeah, yeah, i don't know how hands-on they were i think like as time has gone on celebrities have i think been more pressured to be more hands-on uh Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like you want to feel like they're actually like involved in the product yeah like make it seem more authentic totally but yeah i was reading this article um on allure about this which was a very good source and they said as the royalties that artists and actors were receiving from album and movie sales started to decline many of them turned to the fragrance industry which promised quick big revenue and this was really like the pinnacle being Britney Spears. <gasps> Shout out Britney Spears. Whoa. You know, they still sell all the Britney Spears perfumes at like CVS. Mm-hmm. You can get them. Yeah. So it was like a billion dollar company, Britney Spears. They said that she makes still like $50 million a year from her perfume um, company. Like she was really wow. raking it in. And the first one that she put out was in 2004, right after her music video for Toxic came out. So she was like, really getting in it and people think it works so well because she really talked about fragrances a lot like it wasn't just um, this random venture for her like a lot of other people did this but hers really worked out and she has over 35 cents now so (laughs) she killed it yeah she killed it go off Britney yeah I feel like the perfume thing was really big for like teen super like I don't know like I had all of Taylor Swift's perfumes I was obsessed Mm -hmm. and I think that it was a perfect marriage of like 
something that young girls wanted to wear to like be more mature, be like older. It's like wearing perfume, mm-hmm. you know, um, not just the, it wasn't a Bath and Body Works spray. It wasn't a sweet pea, you know, Bath and right. Body Works spray. It's a perfume and I'm grown up and I have a perfume and it just so happens to be the perfume from my favorite singer, you know? Well, it's also like I can smell like the person I idolize. It's almost mm. like the closest way to being them. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that was like, I just got goosebumps. Um, No, and I do think that's interesting. And I think makeup was really different. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we really don't talk enough about the way that makeup and the makeup industry was so forever changed by YouTube and FTC laws in particular with YouTube because these beauty. Okay. Remember when we were kids, there would be like, the makeup counters at the mall, you know, there would Mm -hmm. be like sort of these legacy old lady brands, you know, like Clinique. Yeah. Estee Lauder. Yep. Mm -hmm. Lancome. Then there were things like Mac, NARS, like older brands Mm -hmm. that had certain things. And then, you know, there was like the funky weird brands, Kat Von D, Urban Decay, like these kinds of things. And they were popular. I mean, people were wearing them, but makeup wasn't, it wasn't something that you felt like you needed a lot of, you know, people would go to the drugstore and pick up, you know, a lipstick. It wasn't as experimental, I would say. Like there weren't as many possible trends to be following. You can do all kinds of like glitter on your eyes now and like rhinestones and different shapes. It's that. And it's also that we didn't have um, like prior to YouTube, we had like Lauren Conrad's blog, okay, <laughs> where she would talk about like, here's how you do a winged eyeliner, but it would be in pictures. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't. So when YouTube started and all of a sudden you're like, wait, I can do that. I like the way that that looks. I can do that on my own face. It became accessible. And then when the FTC laws didn't exist, they could just be like, and also I'm using this product and not tell you that it was a sponsor. And all of a sudden we mm-hmm. felt like we had to buy like a billion products. And the, that's when the makeup industry just exploded. 2015, 2016, all of a sudden, every brand was coming out with a billion products all these celebrities and influencers were coming out with their own brands and it got to a point where it was kind of it was kind of overwhelming like it was kind of crazy yeah so the first one that i'm familiar with is goop and that was 2008 <laughs> is goop a makeup brand i think of it as like a wellness it's like thing, right no, she's got those jade eggs you put in your it, vagina yeah she's got like <laughs> random stuff and you know what i can't say that i'm a gwyneth paltrow expert by the way shout out gwyneth Shout out Gwyneth for winning her Free Gwyneth. I'm so so happy for her. her. Um, But yeah, the one that really, really changed it in in my eyes is Kylie Cosmetics and the lip Mm. kits. And I really actually think that was a huge makeup moment. I think that was the moment Mm -hmm. that makeup brands were like, whoa, we can make so much more money than we're making now. Yeah, and apparently now these like big companies that do this say that they'll get contacts from celebrities all the time saying, get me the Kylie deal. Like that's really the blueprint for celebrity makeup brands. She became a billionaire from that. Yeah, she wasn't really doing much before she started that. Like 2015, She's a, isn't she younger than us? She is younger than us, yes, and she's a mother of two. So she would have been in high school. She would have been... Yeah. <laughs> feeling good about myself (laughs) yeah so that really blew up and i think i found where's the stats on how many come out now because it used to be one every like five years beauty brands oh yeah in 2020 there were more than 10 new celebrity owned companies in 2021 there were 15 and nine months into 2022 there were 19 celebrity beauty brands coming out and beauty brands just beauty um yeah that's what they said yeah just like more and more each year it's really booming however the thing is they have this really huge influx in the beginning but then they're often not sustained for as long yeah that makes sense you know and i think kylie is actually kind of a really good example of that it was Mm -hmm. this huge brand when it launched where like you couldn't even you could barely even get the products and then it hit ulta and Mm -hmm. even then it was sold out sold out sold out you know there was every time a new launch came out people were so excited and now i i don't hear about kylie cosmetics like i wouldn't buy it i don't hear anything about it um i don't know even what they're doing i think she's technically still doing well because it said she got a 600 million dollar investment for 51 percent of the company in like 2021 so she's definitely still doing a good job but i definitely haven't heard of it very much recently 
Yeah, I feel like it sort of fell out of the zeitgeist, but I also think that she lost a little, maybe she lost a little interest in it. Probably. I feel like in the beginning, what made it kind of successful was it, first of all, it was a Kardashian and it was a good product Mm -hmm. when people wanted that fucking Mm -hmm. matte gross lip that like we (laughs) hate now. Um, Yeah, she had it first, like she was on the market with Mm -hmm. it, but she also felt really hands-on with it. She was like, I named this one after my sister because this is her favorite shade or I did this and you felt mm-hmm. like, oh, like she cares about this. Like she's trying to get the shades that she wants and like she's she's hands-on with it. And she did that thing where she went door to door and like gave products to her biggest fans. Oh, you know I didn't that? know about that. Yeah, no, she was like really hands-on with the brand. Well, and it was so much of her actual look. It wasn't just like, I mean, if Taylor Swift did a makeup brand, maybe like an eyeliner would make sense, but she's really not a huge makeup girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like Kylie, her whole thing was like the lips, the lip filler. She's the reason lip filler became such a big thing. So doing a lip product was such a natural, made sense next move for her. And I think that's a huge reason it works so well. 100%. And I honestly, like there's only a couple other ones that I would say have done as well as Kylie Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. I think I think you probably have the same top two. <laughs> I do have the same top two. I mean, we can put them in various orders. I know my order. I don't know what your order is. Yeah. Well, which one do I own more of? I own both Fenty and Rare Beauty. I really like the Fenty lip products. The thing yes. about Fenty is that Rihanna also made all of the skin color shades become a big thing for makeup brands. She was the first makeup brand to have that inclusive of a shade range. I remember that when it came out, it was like a crazy Mm -hmm. moment in the industry because all of a sudden she was like, yeah, I can do this. Why didn't you? You know, like there was, it went from like, negative ghost color which is like my color to colors that they had never even made foundations of because shade ranges stopped at like medium dark you know yeah and that feels longer ago how long ago was that 2015 20 it came out 2017 fenty beauty i guess that was not yeah that's like what five years uh yeah i guess five years now maybe almost five years rare beauty was 2020 that i remember that came out during the pandemic yeah, so these huge companies that I would call like the biggest ones in the industry now haven't even been around that long. So this like, do they last the test of time? We don't even know. We don't know yet. I mean, they've certainly made an insane amount of money. <laughs> I mean, and I love Rare Beauty. I think Rare Beauty, well, okay. I think Fenty Beauty is a great brand. And when it came out, it was like a really big deal and people were super excited about it. I do think there's mm-hmm. been like a quality drop off a little bit. Even like old products that launched a long time ago, like the quality of those products is not always as good as it was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I also think that you see that with like Fenty, the uh, the lingerie brand. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm like, I for sure have noticed that in the lingerie brand. I haven't gotten a lot of Fenty Beauty products recently. I've gotten yeah. a lot of like the lip stuff and yeah, actually I have more Rare Beauty because I have the, her contour kit and the blushes and the lip stuff so i love selena gomez so i will support anything (laughs) she does she just came out with lip oils and i'm like i will i will murder and kill and steal Mm -hmm. for those like if i can get them my hands on them and i know i can't she is i I like rare beauty a lot because she had a really clear vision for it she knew Mm -hmm. like when she came out with it her mission statement made sense like it made sense for her it made sense for us she was talking about how she just wanted it to be like you but better makeup which was really mm-hmm. actually kind of cutting edge okay i know it doesn't sound cutting edge but it was mm-hmm. ahead of the curve at the time because if you remember right before lockdown we were still kind of in like a lot of makeup vibe like lip kit yeah everything makeup was a lot heavier like full beat contour eyebrows were like super severe um and then Mm -hmm. when lockdown happened everyone was kind of like i'm not doing that shit also you were wearing a mask so you kind of couldn't wear makeup like that so she came out with this brand in 2020 and she was like it's all natural and at first people were like well if you're a natural girly you might like it but then we all sort of became natural mm. girlies. And I think that's part of why the brand was so successful because she some she didn't do it on purpose, but she still, she like almost predicted a trend. Right. She did all of like the tints. So it's not the cream blush. Right. And which is everyone huge now. has a cream blush. Yeah. And it really carved out a space for her company. And I will say when I was looking into this, there's obviously varying amounts that celebrities have um, hands on mm. in the companies that they make. And Selena is one of the ones that had a lot more 
before. Like she built it from the ground up and she actually hired some executives from like NYX. Do you pronounce it NYX or NYX? I usually say NYX, but I think you can say either. Okay. Yeah. From like NYX and yeah, some other brands. And then, you know, Rihanna's actually has a minor stake in the company and, you know, does more of like the creative and testing and stuff like that. But they're also private companies. So we don't know like totally how much people have, but there's really these huge incubator teams that will build stuff for you. And then you kind of just approve stuff and tell them what you're looking for. Whereas Selena built it like ground zero yeah like private labeling Mm -hmm. is a really big thing when you look at a company like Mm -hmm. morphe rip morphe by the way um i mean it's still (laughs) around but it's not the same they were doing all these influencer collabs and they were like some of the first to do the influencer collabs and those Mm -hmm. were really huge and now they're not charles james charles jacqueline hill the becca Mm -hmm. cosmetics jacqueline hill highlighter champagne pop (laughs) like Mm-hmm. That was huge. Like I also think it's really interesting how micro influencers kind of feed into the larger influencers. Like with Rare Beauty, for example, because Selena Gomez is trending right now, it's a huge trend to make videos about Rare Beauty. And then maybe they'll get a comment from Selena Gomez and then both of them get these social capital from the exchange because... Beauty brands from celebrities need a lot more endorsements and like validity from people in order to be, I don't know, accepted by people or for them to trust it since so many come out these days. So many come out that are also a transparent cash grab, you know? Yeah. I think there's been some fucking flops with celebrity makeup. I also think there's, speaking of like the difference between a rare beauty and some other brands that we can talk about. I think mm-hmm. it's really clear when the person involved like doesn't either doesn't give a shit or like is just putting yeah. their name on something or, you know, didn't actually research things, didn't try that hard or whatever. There was a, a thing a while back. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. There's this huge streamer, Valkyrie. And she, Oh yeah, yeah, she's cute. She's so cute. But she was coming out with a skincare line. And the skincare line thing was it protects you. It'll. Pro- I'm a streamer. I'm on the computer all day. This stuff protects you from blue light. Like blue oh, light on your skin. Oh, that makes so much sense. It makes mm-hmm. sense until you interrogate it a little and you go, is there any research that says blue light is bad for your skin? Like, do we know that that's even a thing? Also, how would you do that? What are you doing? Oh, is it not? Because I see so many products now that advertise that. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should buy that. It is fully was like fully debunked. And people were like, what are you oh. doing? And she had to she pulled out like she like literally was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not launching it. Never mind. Because people had clowned oh. on it so much because it was just clear that it was kind of bullshit. Like, I'm not saying that she didn't you know that she didn't really put her heart into it or whatever but like that that's the kind of thing that happens when like right it doesn't really make sense you know well i'm sure i'm sure she put a lot of money into it so good for her for like backing out of it i honestly thanks for telling me that because i didn't know that wasn't a thing i keep seeing (laughs) that on products and i'm like they have these ones that you can put on your phone so that it stops the blue light before it reaches you and they offer that for glasses they offer like blue light the light hitting your eyes like the blue light like keeps you awake like it's and it strains your eyes oh but it doesn't but for matter your for your skin, skin like is it giving me a sunburn mm. like I don't, <laughs> I don't know I hear you that makes so much sense yes. yeah what are what are your top flops then for celebrity beauty brands well I think it's like almost not even worth mentioning but Addison Ray. Um, oh she, yeah I did see that she, uh, uh, was it item beauty or something mm-hmm. yeah she she came up with a makeup brand it, it it was so bad that the PR that she sent to people like the product was falling out of the packaging like it was a mess <laughs> things were broken I was like girl what is happening over there um, I hate to say this because we love her but Ariana oh, no, Grande REM beauty it just it she I've never seen her talk about it like ever Here's, you know yeah I I don't technically know how successful it's actually been number what numbers wise because yeah. I do know it had like 10 million Instagram followers before it even launched like I'm sure a lot of people bought it however in the circles of people I've talked to I don't know anyone who has products from the brand so that's the the way the place I'm coming from It's certainly not popularized in that way. I'm sure she does have great products, but just for the fact that it's Ariana Grande and she wears such iconically beautiful makeup and it seems like it would go so well. And especially she's got like this really nice, like glowy look and she was doing really cool makeup 
looks for like positions and stuff before the brand came out. I just would have expected it to do so well. Yeah, no, it's it's disappointing because I would have thought she would be good. Her and Lady Gaga House Labs. Mm -hmm. What the fuck happened there? What happened there? It's Lady Gaga. You would think she would have really cool makeup, but it just seemed so like she didn't care. The products were not Mm -hmm. good. They were like bad quality overpriced the packaging was cheap like it was like what are we what's going on here you know which one i found out is a celebrity brand that i didn't know until i was looking into it for this episode is florence by mills yeah millie the, bobby is brown. millie bobby brown yeah i didn't know you that didn't know but that. i used no i used that eyebrow stuff i i honestly think it works better to have it be a name that people who aren't a stan wouldn't assume is a celebrity makeup brand mm-hmm. but then people who are stans are buying it because of that you know it kind of gives like a like it gives makes you sense. both markets no i don't I think know that, that makes sense no it's just, it's interesting there's been a lot of flops uh there's been more flops <laughs> than successes but also more flops like, than wops and falling off yes the f- <laughs> <laughs> a lot more flops like and i feel bad about that like i do but even so i bought a lot of influencer makeup when influencers mm-hmm. were coming out with like a billion brands because i loved those influencers like uh jacqueline hill if we want to talk mm-hmm. about iconic flops, if you want to talk about flopping, wait, isn't that the eyeshadow palette you really liked? Love that eyeshadow. I palette, thought it was but it's Morphe. Yeah, it's Morphe though. Oh. She came out with a brand. You know about this? She right? She came out with her no. own brand in I think it was 2019. No, 2016. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know. I think it was 2019. But she came out with this her makeup line, uh, self financed like her brand called Jaclyn Cosmetics and her first product was lipstick and the lipsticks were moldy like the lipsticks we are not sure oh, what happened oh I remember that it now was like expired makeup like it was oh, this was this was also pandemic-ish time right a little before I think okay yeah it was like there was hairs in them and mold on it and like weird mm. shards in it like it was a flop launch. And since yeah. then, you know, she's had other launches. I've bought some of her products that I think are actually good. But like the makeup brand did, did not ever get off its feet because there just kept being these like flops. And it's funny because like she's somebody you would think like she's a makeup person. She loves makeup, right. like whatever you would think that it would be a natural fit. But I honestly think and speaking as somebody who like maybe this applies to you, not everybody should have a brand. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody knows like how to how to be in charge in that way not everyone knows how to like take responsibility yeah. when things go wrong or um to make the right trust the right people to lead you the right way if you don't know what you're doing you know that's the biggest thing yeah the being able to give other people jobs when you realize you're not good enough at doing it <laughs> is probably the biggest part of it because you could be so good at you know, your you little area of things. But if you still want control over things you're not an expert at, it's going to go bad. And I'm sure that even the ones we considered flops actually did make a ton of money for I'm the sure. year that it first came out. Because <laughs> these people have stands, like crazy amount of fans and people who are just curious about it. Um, one that surprised me and does pretty well is Halsey's brand about face about beauty. Face. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it does pretty well. I don't, I don't own anything from it. I don't, hear a lot about it but i think it's doing pretty well it's like very um experimental like more innovative more colorful yeah makeup. i have yeah. stuff but i was i was scented, so maybe it. that's why <laughs> <laughs> the way by the way every new york city podcasty girl influencer girl was invited to the rare beauty lip oil launch and was sent the entire package except for me oh. her like biggest fan like that's you don't up. post about her much though i don't I, think I guess, she knows you're her biggest fan I'm not her biggest fan, but I'm her fan because of Taylor Swift. But and also the Kitty Swift thing. But listen, Isabel, if you're fucking listening to this, you fucked up. Should have gotten me on that list. Get your ass up and get Ellie Schnitt on the Rare Beauty PR list. Nobody nobody wants to get Ellie Schnitt on the Rare Beauty PR list. I bet if you made one video of Rare Beauty stuff, you would get on the PR list. Okay, I, I will be doing that. So if you guys see that, please like mm, pump it. Thank you. Interact. Interact. If you guys see us posting any stories with links, click that link, click please. That link, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, like as a hashtag brand owner, 
Okay, just for the record, if you guys ever hear us awkwardly change the topic without laughing at something that should have been laughed at, it's probably because we edited out a situation where we said something that had to be removed, and <laughs> that's why. But we're... <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. Um, no, but as a, as a fucking hashtag brand owner myself... <laughs> I know what I don't know, which is most mm-hmm. things. Can I pick out a good candle? Do I know what I want it to burn like and smell like and look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I know fucking anything about distribution and the warehousing and pre- like I don't know how to do that stuff, but I have a mm-hmm. team of people who do know how to do that stuff. And I think that that's the most important part. If you're going to be hands-on with a brand, you have to know what you do (laughs) and what you don't know. Yeah, see, I'm not, yeah, I agree. I'm not a purist. When a celebrity comes out with a brand, I don't care how involved they were. Like, I know that they had some ideas at the least and that they approved of stuff. Mm -hmm. And if it's good, I'm going to try it. I don't care if they were, (laughs) you know, knees deep in the gunk of it. To be quite honest, it's not not a big deal to me. (laughs) I agree with you because I think what really matters is that I want good products. If the product Mm -hmm. is good, I don't really care if Selena Gomez sat there in the lab and like made it herself. I don't really care. Although would love, would would love love that. (laughs) Would love a video of her like mixing up a lipstick. Like I really would. But I get it. The thing that makes a brand successful is not slapping a name on it. It's like, are Mm -hmm. the the products good? And yes, it helps yeah. to have a celebrity endorsement and it helps that it, if it makes sense, it helps like Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. Look, it's a crazy <laughs> brand, but it makes sense because Gwyneth Paltrow is a crazy person, you know. But who who is who is the Gwyneth Paltrow so fan base? It's sort of like a it, it, the Goop audience is like a it's just like rich white wine moms. Okay, the ones who like moms, you know, they're kind of almost anti-vaxxers, all organic, essential oil. Yeah, Mm -hmm. essential oil, crystal (laughs) mommies, you know. Okay, because she sells these like jade eggs that you can put up your vagina. I don't know what they're for and I don't want to know. I'm kind of obsessed with that, though, to be quite honest. When she sells that candle, the candle that smells like her vagina. Yeah. And I don't think she's grifting. Like, I truly think she I mean, she puts her whole pussy whole into that Gwyneth, Gwyneth oh, into that candle her whole paltrissy into, into, <laughs> into that candle she just, I, I also think that is part of with goop is that it doesn't mm-hmm. feel it really as much as it's like overpriced and psychotic and bullshit like yeah it's her bullshit it's her, and it's her like, real bullshit she's a rich white lady and like has been her whole life she's a nepo baby she like mm-hmm. is a weird crunchy crystal mommy like that's yeah. okay it's not for me but if you like that be a goop girl. she's the place to go she's, she's the, the place she's to go for real early for that <laughs> <laughs> but then there's people okay let's talk about the kardashians okay mm-hmm. because i think wait, that, <laughs> wait no no what I'm I'm thinking of when I think of the um, Kardashian makeup brands like Kim's, I think of that video where she posted her really pale hand and like then making it. Yeah. And then making it the color of her face, like with her body makeup. What? <laughs> she had like this Instagram story where she was testing her product and showing how like this is body makeup that way. Like it's not just for your face. And then she like took the actual color of her hand and had it on video and then like put on the body makeup to make it the color of her face. And I'm like, that works if you don't ever need to use your hands and you've got assistance to like type things for you and like drive your car and you just stand there. But some of us need our hands. Need our hands. <laughs> and you know what? Here's, here's one thing about me. I'm a spray to and girly and my hands are mm. always going to be two shades lighter than I am at any given time and that's okay it's hard to get a spray tan hand correct and so maybe people would like Kim's product for that but other than that it's really not a successful brand well I think when it launched people were kind of excited by it it had this like minimalist packaging and she had Mm -hmm. those contour sticks and that made sense because she's Kim Kardashian and like contour Mm -hmm. makes sense for Kim Kardashian, right? She is who popularized, you know, contouring and like for most of the world. Yeah. So that made sense when it launched, but then it was like, where does the brand go from here? And then the quality of the products wasn't that great, which was like, you are actually a billionaire. Why mm-hmm. are we putting out substandard products? Uh, and, and I think it just, I think with the Kardashians, 
it's not huh, okay it's not a goop thing okay right. it's not a rare beauty thing it is just a, it's it's a cash grab and it always is and mm-hmm. it's just another venture it is because they they try to diversify which i get like they want to have as many things going as they can at a time but if something's mm-hmm. not successful they don't put work in to make it successful they just ditch that and start something new right and with that said should we talk about kim's brand that has been a wop wet ass product can I say Skims is so good? And this is going to lead us into our um, episode two, for yeah. next week, I will say. <laughs> but if you guys can remember, there was a bit of some controversy when Kim first announced Skims. Mm-hmm. She launched it and she says, surprise, I'm coming out with a shapewear brand called Kimono. <laughs> <laughs> and the internet said, no, you're not. Hold on. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because <laughs> that's already sort of thing. Um, and that is cultural <laughs> appropriation. <laughs> and she said, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm learning. I'm growing. And I'm going to change the name. So she changed yep. the name to Skims. And this was before it was out. So it was like really a no loss situation. She was just like announcing it. Yeah. It hadn't come out. It wasn't on the shelves mm-hmm. yet. It was fine. And then she immediately said, okay, actually, we've changed the name to Skims. And suspiciously, <laughs> it didn't put the launch back very far. Um, and so my conspiracy theory is that it was a manufactured um, controversy so that people would put eyes on the brand. And it worked. Yeah. It worked. I I fully believe this, too. And one thing about me is I'm usually not a controversy believer. Like, if people like say... conspiracy theory girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if people say this is how something happened, I'm like, okay, bet. That's probably how it <laughs> happened then. But with the kimono situation, I just know she has the most insane amount of eyes on every single thing yes, she does. Yes, And there is... It also just, like, doesn't make sense. Because if it was purposeful, like kimono with something that already exists i'm gonna name my brand that it wouldn't make sense because that's not the kind of product she's making are you making robes like and then if it was on an accident people would have stopped her and been like hey that's already a thing there's just no world i see this being genuine but it worked and i think the kardashians are really good at occasionally doing a sprinkle Uh of controversy in order to keep eyes on them for example, oh, because with Kim, like you said, she's got a billion eyes on everything. So ostensibly, does it make mm-hmm. sense that somebody with that many eyes on everything that she's doing would get into stupid controversies? Like, remember her 40th birthday? She flew out all her friends and family to a private island in the middle of the <laughs> pandemic. And she's like, we just wanted to feel normal for a while. And everyone Okay, was can like, I just say what? I believe that one? I am so sorry, you but believe, I totally you, believe that one. You don't think she I was believe- a little bit like, I shouldn't post this, but I'm going to because then people will talk about it? No, I think she made it. She thought people might get mad at this, but I don't care because I want to do it anyway. I think (laughs) that. No, I think the posting about it was like the fake. Not like the fake. I think she was going to do it anyways. But I think her being like, I'm going to I'm going to post and say exactly what I did. Like, I do think there's an an air to that of like, I just want I want a little bit of controversy. It's a sprinkle, a sprinkle. I mean, I can see that. That one to me is giving more like a celebrity imagine video where she's just so out of touch that it was like, why would (laughs) this bother people? We all got tested and we went to a private island. But I will say that the Kardashians, I think, are the best, best example of like purposeful controversy that's just bad enough to be interesting, but not bad enough that they could never get over it. Yes. And then also just putting something more fun out there to cover up something that's worse. Yes. Yes. Wait, what was the fucking thing that happened after people died at Astroworld? Oh, 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 oh. It was well maybe it was it wasn't Courtney and Travis, was it? Was it a was it um It may have been Courtney and Travis. Oh no, we'll look into this. Kim Kim and Pete. Anyways. Oh yeah, Kim and Pete. Kim and Pete. So yeah, I we will obviously talk more about controversy, but the question that I think we really want to get into is like Mm -hmm. where is where is the line of no return? Where mm-hmm. is it a, a, okay, if there's a graph, it's like mm-hmm. controversy and then the, the y-axis is, the x-axis is controversy and the y-axis profit. is profit or like mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, profit, but also like like positive good. attention. <laughs> yeah, just good in general. Like, what is the Benefits. slope look like? And at what point is it like mm-hmm. you've done something, you've gone too far, and now you're not actually profiting? Like, or where is the line of like you have done so much? Because we can talk about people like the Paul brothers, Tana Mojo, right? Like, there's so many James to Charles, talk about. James Charles. <laughs> there, like, what's the point of no return? And like, what will people not? At what point does controversy stop selling is the question. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly bet there's people out there whose job it is to manufacture controversy that's just at the right point on that graph. Like, I really believe that. And you know what? We're going to get into that and more I'm next really week. I'm really excited about that, actually. Like, I'm really excited about that. I'm so, I have so much to say. <laughs> But, you know, we're not going to give you too much. So you got to tune back in next week. Until then, do you want to hear the tarot card of the week? Oh, yeah. Let me grab that from my bag. Hold on. <laughs> when I went through airport security, um, they pulled my bag out, which is always embarrassing. You know, they like pulled it out to the side to be looked at. And the guy reached into my bag. And he was like, we just got to check out this pocket. <laughs> was your tarot cards it It was my tarot (laughs) cards and i'm like what fucking energy were they giving off that they were like it's a bomb you know like i i don't know i just think that that was funny okay normally i have two hands when i'm doing this so hold on i gotta put this down and just you know riff while i do that's okay that's okay our cards we can just fast forward it's the tarot card of the week do you believe the magic in a young girl's heart (laughs) in a young girl's heart I love Ali and AJ. We would be good friends with Ali and AJ. Ali and AJ hit us up. You know what? I can actually see that hard for us. Ali and AJ, let us know. <laughs> yeah, Ali and AJ, if you're listening to this. <laughs> okay, our tarot card of the week is... Ooh, the Hermit reversed. So I actually know this one, but I will look just to make sure. That's a card that I need bad. <laughs> well, that was the card that I pulled for you. Um, a long time ago because he was telling you don't fucking be a hermit. All right. Well, the hermit reverse is interesting because the hermit upright is talking about isolation, right? And reversed, it has more of like the negative connotation aspect of um, being alone, like loneliness and isolation and that kind of stuff as opposed to like self-work and inner work and just like being alone. And I think with this Mm -hmm. card for us, I'm taking it more as the energy of like don't be a fucking hermit. <laughs> like the we, the energy of the week is to like not self isolate and not be alone and not like cut yourself off from people. Reach out to somebody new this week. Here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna reach out to one new person. We are going to reach out to one old friend. You are going to uh okay so one new person, one old friend, and then you're gonna ask somebody for help, and then you're gonna help somebody else. Those are your four goals. So we can be anti hermits this week because I love. That. It's spring and it's getting nice out, and I think it's and just that goes along. That goes along with what we were talking about right yeah, at the beginning, with goals. putting on clothes and putting in our contacts and leaving the house more. I'm actually going to hang out with my high school or my college best friend this week because she lives in the area that I'm staying in for a couple months. Oh, that would I be know. really fun for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love that. Uh, okay, well, I think that's everything that I have. You got anything else you want to say? That's pretty much all for me this week. I would love to shout out our birthday pigs from our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash late night drive pod. Thank you so much, Flower Turtle and Katie. We adore you. I don't know why I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we do, though. We really do. We love you, Flower Turtle and Katie. We love all of our Mm -hmm. patrons, our honey baked hams, our... Our hams free cutie pie. Hams free cutie pies. We love you guys. Mm-hmm. And we also love each and every one of our listeners. So don't worry, even if you don't subscribe to the Patreon. That's just some bonus stuff for bonus girlies. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to do that. We love you no matter what. And I hope you have the best week. I hope it's full of sunshine and friendship and love and light and happiness. And as always, mm-hmm. have a good day. Have a good night, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a great one. We will catch you on the next one. Michaela, you want to sing us out? Thank you for coming to Late Night Drive. We hope you enjoy the drive. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay. 
Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.